Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Today we have on Matt. He's a, a local Austin Bitcoiner. He's one of my fucking favorite based out fucking Bitcoiners here. Oh, thanks. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Like, dude, uh, like when I when I met you, I remember thinking like, who the fuck is this guy? Where the fuck did he come from? Because like, seriously, like I remember meeting you. I think I'd seen you around a couple of times. But like the first time I actually met you was at the like where I got to know you was at uh, the Bitcoin block party. And Kyle tells this story where he says that, like, because we had reached out to Keep Austin Pleb Telegram. Right. And, like, I think I had sent out the message, like, the, the siren was like, we need somebody, we need some help down here at, at Rainy Street. Yeah. And, like, you showed up like a fucking trooper. Uh, and, like, you literally said, like, uh, I'm ready, something, something. And then, like, Kyle said, like, he looked to his left. And you're like reporting for duty, sir, or something like that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. What's the story Kyle, behind that? Kyle was like real nervous, right? He's running a big event. He's got all these people coming into town and he's going to kick off a huge, huge amount of people in a space doing a Bitcoin thing. And he's got a million things on his mind. And so he gets to the location and he puts up a sign and then it kind of hits him. Oh man, I, someone needs to watch the sign. And so... The telegram group says like, yo, hey, if you're busy or if you're not busy, come here, help. And I said, yeah, dude, I've moved in town. I got nothing to do. I'll go hang. So I show up and like, I've seen the guy before. So I shake his hand and say, hey, I'm mad. I'm here to help. What do you need? He's like, well, well. And I was like, no, no, no. You go run the event. What do you need me to do? He's like, watch the sign. Pick up the trash. Done. That's super straightforward. He said that he said that he, he like you had told him to watch the sign or something like that. And then like he like saw all this trash and he's like, he's like, hey, G. We need to pick up the trash. And then like you literally, like he he went to go literally like pick up the thing and you're like, Kyle, no. And then like you, you're like, you got busier things to handle. Yeah. If you're going to save the world, have the guy running the world go <laughs> save it, right? I can pick up trash. <laughs> the part about stay humble is so you actually have to be humble. But in credit to him, as a leader, he's leading by example. He was the first one to go pick up the napkins, the paper, the trash down. Then I was like, hey, man, I got a skill set too. I can bend over and pick up trash. It's okay. Dude, that's what, like, Matt, like, you and, like, the rest of the plebs, man, in our community, like, you're just like me, you're just like Kyle, you're just like Keon, you're just like all of us, man. Like, you fucking get it. Like, right. And that's where I feel like here in Austin, 
I can't speak for every city because I don't know all the Bitcoiners in every city, but I know the Bitcoiners in this city and they're all like you, like they're all based and like everybody so, steps up. Dude. So catch this, right? We're all on a team for fix the money, fix the world. Most people stop at fix the money. Right. The real Bitcoiners, the ones that show up IRL say, we're here to fix the world too. And if that requires making sure a sign doesn't get stolen or picking up trash in a park or all of the other parts that we have to fix too, because I'm not a coder, I can't fix the money, but enough people are working on that. I can go fix it in a different way. And that's the importance of these local meetups. Like the people here say, hey man, I got a skill set. I can go do this. Hey, someone's got an event to run with 300 people. Go worry about the other stuff. Go worry about the coordination. Go worry about all the other parts and problems. I can pick up some trash for you. Yeah, dude. That, that was one of the things that like initially drew me to you is like, you're so like, you just get it. And like that, that's like, and the more and more I've, I've met up with you, like we've gone to dinner, like all these places together. Like I find out your story and I find it so fascinating. Like everybody has their, their, their Bitcoin or origin story. I'm fascinated to find out yours. Like we met up at, at Michael's, uh, Oshi uh, meetup that he's been having here. Yeah. Have you been going to a lot of them or no? Yeah. So me and Mike got together and said, hey, you know what Austin needs? Austin has the big Bitcoin events, right? They draw multiple hundreds of people, but they don't have a super close-knit, tight community of people that moved here. They're out-of-towners, but hey, I upended my life and I ended up here. How do you go make friends? Well, you get repetition, you get consistency. Because if I miss one of the Pleb Lab events, hey, they're once a month. But if I miss one of something that happens four times a month, it's not a big deal. I'll catch him again next week, right? So, so what did Michael What did Michael make? I, I mean, I know a little bit. I went to the one yesterday. Yeah, so we got a, a bookend of a day, right? So if you're a morning person, we got coffee in the morning before we get after it. Cool, that attracts a certain type of people. But if you have kids or you have a day job that you have to get to, you're not a founder, maybe the timing doesn't work for you. We also say, yo, man, show up for happy hour. There's a wine tasting. Come, if you don't drink wine, they have beer, they have water, and just come for the conversation. When the weather gets better, they got a ton of picnic tables in the back. So right now we're kicking it over at the Meteor Coffee Shop and the Meteor Coffee Shop has uh, fancy wines, fancy coffees and high-end bicycles. And these are my vices. So it makes it a perfect place. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I, one of the things I've noticed is like uh, Michael's been doing a lot of the, the outreach now as far as like getting more and more Bitcoiners. Like oh yeah. We'll turn it into something more formal, but we just wanted to test the waters at the start. Like, Hey man, hit the Telegram channel, see who shows up because there's a certain subset of the ride or die people. And they right. say, hey, I'm here, I'm new. Where do I go make friends that are worthwhile to make, right? I can go to a bar and find drinking buddies, that's easy. Where do I go find people that are like me, that are like-minded, that are here for the right reasons? So that's right. what we're trying to pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people don't know, we're talking about Michael from Oshi. Correct. Yeah, the Oshi app. And and Michael's like, man, I love that man. He's, yeah. he's a, yeah. he knows how to get after it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. Um, but yeah, we were, we, so we were talking yesterday and uh, I was like, you started diving a little bit into your origin story. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I hung out with you enough at this point. Like, you got to come on the pod. Like, so let's do it. Yeah, you got to come on the pod. So, so tell me, tell everybody, yeah. I should say, tell everybody your origin story. If I mean, oh, can yeah. you, if you oh, want to share it, right? Yeah. So I got this idea that you got to touch the stove twice before you figure out it's hot, right? Anybody who says they got Bitcoin from the jump, way more intellectual horsepower than I have. And that's fine, man. Like, I had to touch it twice before I figured it out. So I got very fortunate and I traveled the world while I was living in Singapore and I made my way over to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Now, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia is a language I don't speak and signs that I can't read. And I get into country with 20 Singapore dollars in my wallet and it's a 10 Singapore bus ride to the city from the airport. 
Get to the airport, plug in the ATM card, no money comes out. Well, that's unfortunate. Go into the store, can't buy anything. Try the credit card next, doesn't work either. So I say, no problem, it's just the airport. I'll figure this out when I get to the city. So I spend half of the dollars in my wallet to take the bus ride into the city. Well, I get into the city and it doesn't work there either. So now I have to go ask people, hey man, I'm not a drug tourist. Can you buy me bread? Can you buy me water? Can I sleep on the floor of your hostel tonight? I don't have access to my banking stuff. Now, this is a bummer because there's, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in the bank account and I don't have access to it. And so I chalk it up to a funny travel story, but like legitimately was debanked, deplatformed, whatever we're going to term it today, that I didn't have access to my funds because I don't know. So after getting a nice serving of humble and people buying me bread, water, and taking a lot of long walks, because most things when you're traveling require income or dollars, make it back to Singapore, call the bank and say, hey guys, what's going on? I called you before I left and said, this is where I'm going. You said it would work. How come it didn't? They said, oh, we got the country wrong. We don't do any banking with that country. Imagine that. We got a bank that doesn't work with a whole country. Kind of wild. Then it happened again when I was stateside. So the first time you touch the stove, you don't think anything of it, right? Oh yeah. man, cause, effect, but you haven't connected the dots yet. So the second time uh, I moved down to Orange County and I put some renters in a property in the Inland Empire. This is in Southern California. The renters had been there gosh, maybe three or four days. And the bank sent me a paper statement. The renter said, not at this address, return to sender. That's very nice of them, right? They're not checking out my banking records. So I'm at the grocery store and again, cards don't work. And again, I have one debit, one credit card. Keep it real simple. Neither one works. And I say, guys, I'm not putting the groceries back. Sorry, uh, I'm out. Well, call the bank the next day, prove that I'm me, verify through the phone. And they say, well, you have to come into a branch to prove you're you. And I said, guys, I have my cards. Like I've already... I don't know, two factored in. Nope, doesn't matter. At this point in my life, I had purchased three residential properties, never setting foot in the bank. And now I have to take a day off work, drive to a credit unit on the far side of LA because they're only open during banking hours and I can't get there during normal office hours. So hello work, I'm gonna have a sick day. <laughs> and then I gotta go prove that I'm me because again, I don't have access to my money. I was so frustrated because at the same time this was all going down, I needed to pay rent for the new place I moved into. Well, guess what? The apartment didn't take cash. So I had to have my parents go get cash, drive it down to me, take it to 7-Eleven, convert it into a money Jeez, order, then bro. go back there. So you get like the, I didn't touch the stove, like my hand is on the flame and I'm just getting all the raw deal of it. And so I went home and I did what any normal person of my age does. I Googled how to solve this problem. And the question I Googled was how to send money anywhere, anytime. Came across Bitcoin. This was 2014. There's no podcasts, there's Bitcoin talk forums, there's maybe a Reddit forum. So I buy some, fantastic. The next day I figure out zero people accept it. So I have money, I can send it to anyone. Not that they want it, not that they need it, not that they have had this experience for why. So I'm in Bitcoin for the censorship resistance and the political ideology as much as to change the world because it's not about getting rich. That's a nice side effect. I'm here because... I got really, really unlucky or really, really lucky, depending on how you reflect on a story. Right, right. I think there's a lot of people that, I th actually, I think there's a lot of the segment of the population out there that doesn't even realize that Bitcoiners are even trying to save the fucking world. I right. think they think that we're just in for the gains. Yeah. And then when, when you finally have that conversation with them and they're like, wait, 
These, Wait, you're trying to save the, the, the what? These problems aren't first world problems. I don't know anybody else who's gotten locked out of their bank. Twice, let alone once. Really unfortunate set of events, but it led me to here. But I don't know people that get kicked off. Like, okay, famous people that are activists get deplatformed. I'm not them. It's not me. Just a normal guy. Yeah, it's 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 really it's a really telling story that you founded in 2014. I I found Bitcoin just by chance, like just by chance. You know, my friend who was in IT, he sends me a link, and it's a Joe Rogan clip with Andreas in 2015. I was gonna say and there were two podcasts with the guy. That was it. Yeah, that was the it. only content and, and that existed. I happened to see it, and I was like, cool. I remember hearing about it in 2010, like from Leo Laporte. Didn't think much of it. I was like, cool. But like you said, two two times you hear, and it's the second time where you get it. And uh, Andreas, he was such he explained it so eloquently on that on that uh, on that show. And I remember thinking like, oh yeah, this is going to be big. And so I bought Bitcoin in 2015, and I yeah. remember thinking like, yeah, I'm just going to keep it. If and then this see works, where it goes. we'll find out. But not enough information. Yeah. Come back, check again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's fascinating. 2014. That's amazing. It's early, but again, like the next day, you're like, okay, who takes it? Pull up the where to spend my Bitcoins map, and there's nothing in California. Zero places to spend Bitcoin. Yeah. Cool. We're right. We're just really early. Really early. So fast forward to like the 2017 pump, right? Because yep. that's when I got locked in. Yeah. Really got locked in. And then shit coinery that we all do. <laughs> you know, they, they, what's that saying that everybody says? Um you know, all, all great Bitcoiners have a shit corner beginning or whatever. So wh how was your 2017 when you saw that crazy pump to 20K? So right now, like the dollar cost averaging idea is the rage, but that wasn't available when I started. So I set an alarm on my phone to remind me every two weeks, every time I got a paycheck to go buy more Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So I was DCAing in as an investment strategy because like, oh yeah, this is a strategy that makes sense when something's volatile. And if I'm generating positive income, let's go stack some sets. We didn't even have like, nobody was stacking sets back then. Like nobody knew that that was going to be an option. So I guess I, I messed around with the shit coins. I think I held Ethereum for like two yeah. or three months. Yeah, I think we all did. And yeah. it was just after the ICO. And I was like, oh, diversification is the right idea here. And then it took me a moment before I came back and thought that, oh yeah, if you're going to have a dominant digital network, diversification is the wrong play. You either win or it goes to zero. There's no in between. So I got out of it way, way before everyone started getting weird, before there were forks, before there were scams, before there were ICOs. And like, I've been Smart. maximalist for a hot minute and I take a problem with the word maximalist. It gets a bad rap. Me too. I yeah. want to put this idea out there for the world that we might be Bitcoin orthodox. We're morally superior and I want that <laughs> edge <laughs> to come a, with it. That's a weird take, so go for it. Well, we can be maximalist, but we're on team Bitcoin for the moral I really like superiority the word, I like the it. word Bitcoiner. And I, I think I think Odell had explained that to me where like, because there's so many different types. Like, we, like I forget who told me. Maybe it was Michael that told me this. Uh, I don't I forget who told me this, but like there's like like as Bitcoiners, we all kind of agree like with the fundamental things. Right. But we all have like different ideas on like institutions whether they should be holding bitcoin or, right. or not and like but we all we all agree on the fundamentals right so we agree of, of on saving the world everything but, over 21 million but also no shit coins <laughs> yeah yeah and then like so there's a lot of stuff so there's like a whole thing right but like uh that's why i like the word bitcoiners 
at the end of the day, would we all like go go to war if we have to? Yeah. Right. Hell fucking yeah. But like it's uh yeah, I kinda of, that's why I like the word Bitcoiners. And I really don't like the fact that um, you know, Vitalik gave us that 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 word. Yeah. And that what piss that's what pisses me off about Bitcoin maximalists and that word is just like it's too loaded. Like, it's just yeah, it's just too loaded. It's like fuck that guy. You know? Wow, ditto. Yeah. yeah. Uh so so you used to live in California. Oh man, you guys want to hear my Exodus? Oh, Let's rip it. Snap, dude. All right. So, so how is that? My name's Matt and I lived <laughs> in the same set of towns for 35 but, years. But I heard like I heard there's like some pockets though in California that are pretty pretty based still, yeah. right? Yeah, like Orange County some, has some places. San Diego's got some pockets. Okay. I was not fortunate enough to be in either one of those. Even like Michael said that when he he had a stint there, and like he said, there was pretty pretty good spots. It it's very hyper local, right? It's not one size fits all. So some parts lost their mind, and some parts didn't. I would say there's a set of people that are thinking for themselves, and there's a set of people saying, "Oh, I outsource this to the government," and we know how that ends. Right. So where were you staying at roughly around? Uh, I was about. 30 miles outside of LA. So I'm in the LA County area. Oh, cool, cool. And cool. so they had a bunch of weird curfews and mandates and the world just started getting weird. So I worked in food manufacturing and as the world started closing down, I guess I flew on airplanes every other week for work. So I'm in planes, traveling the world, doing the thing, finding the products we need. As the world started shutting down, I had problems getting labor to make the food that my company produced. So I tried paying double, tried paying triple, couldn't find people. So if I'm having a bunch of bad days that not enough people come to work to run their factory lines to make the food, well, if we don't make the food, it doesn't get to the shelves. If it doesn't get to the shelves, people start freaking out in a very different way. So it's a real connection here, right? Right. And we have inventory. We, I got a bunch of levers to pull. It's not like they grow the corn once a year. We have the corn. Right. Turning the corn into something you want to eat, it's a different story, right? So as the world starts to implode, I say we are missing something. So I start going to the grocery stores after work. So I'm pulling 12, 14 hour days. Then I'm swinging by the grocery store saying, hey, you guys had people call off because I had people call off. What do you guys need me to do? I'm not here for a paycheck. I got a salary. But if you don't have enough people, what do you need done? Do you need me to pull carts? Do you need me to sanitize stuff? Do you need me to restock shelves? Do you need right. me to sweep the floors? And I figured I'm not a hero. I'm not wearing a cape. If it needs to be done, who's going to do it? Might as well be me. Exactly. And if I can give people that food security, that idea that the shelves aren't empty, maybe everyone calms down just enough to think about this thing instead of starting hoarding toilet paper and everything else. They said, I don't know what this is, but it's here, so I'll buy it. So I started doing that and I got into a massive fight with my girlfriend. She said, you're putting our family at risk and very fortunate that we saw the world 180 degrees opposite. She said, it's someone else's problem to solve. And I said, no, it's my problem to solve because if it's not me, who's going to do it? Because right now the answer was nobody. So we got in a big blow up argument and uh, that ended that relationship, which is sad, but that's okay. But the same kind of mindset, there were people that were ready to fix it and there were people that were ready to wait and outsource that to somebody else. And then as the restrictions and the insanity kept ratcheting down, I found myself on the opposite side of more and more friends, right? I saw myself on the opposite side of work. They said, hey, a vaccine is coming. And I said, great, I'm not taking it. Let's organize an exit before this has to get ugly. Like, I'm not here to make enemies, but like, I'm not doing it. Figure out how to get me out. I'll write the training manuals. I'll train the next guy, but like, let's organize a walk away. So I walked away from work and no joke, two or three weeks later, they had a vax mandate and oh, would have been kicked out anyway. 
And this is also working remote. I hadn't been into the office for a good long while, right? So then I started thinking, well, what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to stick around here and hope it gets better, even though it's been 18 months, hasn't changed yet? Or someone put out the bat signal and said, yo, Bitcoiners, assemble in Austin. Let's get together. Let's get it weird. So I said, oh, why not? I'm single. I'm young. No pets, no kids. Might as well go check it out. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your story sounds so familiar, right? Um, like, like every song is the same. I, I feel like these days that I hear this same story. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just California. Like there's so many others that are going through this very same thing, even right now, right? Like it, the hardest part is you have to burn your bridges, right? Like, oh man, I grew up in the same set of four towns for 30 plus years. My friends are there. My family is there. The people that raised me, my Boy Scout leader, my old family doctors, my childhood educational people. Like I know the roots are deep. And then you just say, I'm going to walk away from it all and start again. Whoa, not an easy commit. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I was just talking to a friend last night and he's, he's talking about all these like things that he's having in his life. And, um, and uh, he's asking me for like help and guidance and stuff like this. And He's talking about like the backstabbing that's going on in his corporation yeah. and uh, and like how they're just like still the, remote. The world's and, and, losing its mind. And how they're doing vax mandates. And then he's talking about the problems that he's having with his family. And then he's like, Car, how's it going over there with what you're building? And I'm like, I'm taking it one day at a time. I'm lowering my time preference. And like these are all like things that he has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. And so as I'm slowly starting to explain these things to him, it's like hard for him to grasp like what this even means. So I'm, I'm he's my really close, close friend. Yeah. So I'm not giving up on him. Like, you know, this is this is this is the Christ way. And so like I'm slowly explaining these to him and I, I can hear the like the thing churning in his head. It's like it's, you can hear the clock ticking like as far as like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so. I think he's slowly starting to slowly get it, but it's like he knows he's like realizing, okay, maybe there's something else here. But um, so what I would say to that is, I think that the way the pandemic ends is going to be similar to how prohibition ended. Prohibition ended not with a bang, but with a whimper, and the reason prohibition ended is because there was a subset of people having so much fun, being so ridiculously good looking that it attracted everyone to join them. Everybody was going to speakeasies. Everybody that was breaking the law, breaking bad, having a different mental model was so enticing that they could not be ignored. And I think Bitcoiners are doing that here in Austin. You see that though. You know, that's funny that you say that. The other day, there was about, and I, I'm not going to dox these people, so don't worry, whoever's listening that's among us. There's about 10 of us Bitcoiners hanging out. It was somebody's, you know, something. And uh, we were all hanging out. We were walking down the street together and literally had all these people around us in masks. We, we, we all look extremely fucking different, bro. Yeah. Like as Bitcoiners, don't we our, all look fucking extremely different? Our smiles are bigger. Our tans are better. The cut of our clothing is happier. We stand up straighter. We are what other people are jealous but of. But Matt, me and you couldn't be completely the opposite of where we come from, our backgrounds, 
But we are fucking brothers, bro. Are Absolutely. we not? Though? Absolutely. Like, are we fucking not? That's the best part that everyone's but, but, welcome under the tent. Exactly, bro. And then you saw all of us walking down the street together, all looking completely fucking different in style, in the way we look, in everything, all, all bro. All of the expression is different. All the expression. Yeah, yeah. And so we're all look And then I, I shit you not, bro. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But you have like all these people in masks. And they literally looked at us like if we were like uh, some kind of like marching banners. They were just like people stopped and staring. Got and jealous. Stared. They they st- no, no. I don't know if they got jealous. I, I'm not gonna say that. But they stopped and stared at us like we were like, uh, like fucking like some kind of like thing they've never seen in their entire life. They're like, what are all these people doing together, walking down the street together? Like they didn't understand. So, but th- that was like it's funny that you mentioned this because it was like. It just it re, it relapsed in my head for a second. I was just like, "Oh shit, that's right." There was that moment. This but, this is going to be the Roaring Twenties, right? Oh man, I've never worn a flapper dress before, but it seems like fun to go do. Why don't I give it a try? It's risky. It's different. Hey, I've never worn a top hat before. Oh hey, I've never put on a three piece suit with an ascot. Right? People are going to go flex in whatever way they want to do it. But the fact that there are people leading by example doing that. And they can emulate and say, hey, I don't want that. I want a different outfit. Oh, I don't drink cocktails. I want a champagne. Oh, I don't want this. I want that. Oh, I don't want this. I want that. I want a low time preference this. I want whatever they're chasing. The Bitcoin team has that. And they have an abundance of people showing how to do it. Exactly. So I think that's how we end the pandemic. We have to have so much fun that people can't ignore it. And fun can be whatever you want. It can be going out with a gang of people, taking over a restaurant. It can be getting so wealthy that people can't ignore you. It can be saying, hey, man, I got a Citadel on. Yeah, I got some wine and like some fucking uh, some burgers. Yeah, we're going to start a once a week meetup. It's maybe it's getting a Citadel and just posting on the Internet about it. Or maybe it's just starting like a mining club or something, a Bitcoin mining club. Right. Right. Whatever people are chasing, it's okay to come chase that dream here. Where in the normal world, it's not because you don't fit in. You don't tow the company line. You're not following the science with enough air quotes to make anybody scared. I know, dude. That's 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 such a unique take there. And I I think you're I think you're exactly right on this, because I do feel like right now that we're back in kind of this, like what you said, the prohibition era. Yeah, we're we're breaking bad. We're doing things we shouldn't do in prohibition. They were drinking cocktails and listening to jazz. Doesn't sound that bad of a night if you ask me. <laughs> but if you like the Bitcoiners in Southern California, shout out to those kids. We were breaking bad. We were not allowed to meet. We sat outside of a bar. So this- People drove across county lines when that was illegal. You had to carry papers with you. And yeah. these guys and gals said, hey, man, this is not the life I want to lead. We're going to come stand up. We're going to flex against this authority. So- and they did it every single week. It's funny that you say that. So, uh, like, this year, I, I picked up uh, smoking. And I haven't smoked in, like, 20 years. Yeah. But I, I, I really wanted to, to taste tobacco again. Right. Like, um, and, uh, and so, like, everybody's been giving me shit about it. But I'm like, sure. no, I want, I want to taste tobacco again. Like, yeah. like you- really good tobacco. And so, I was outside maybe about a week ago yeah. smoking a nice tobacco cigarette and smoking a cigarette this older man like look completely based as fuck he comes over to me he, he literally says this one liner i'll never forget it for the rest of my life he goes we smoke outside so they can 
what did he say? He goes, we smoke outside so they can hide in the shadows. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I didn't say anything to him, but I was like, right. And then he walked away. But it was like the most base thing I ever heard in my life. It, it's this type of person that I think the world needs now more than ever. It needs leaders, but not in a crazy, like, let me go have a company and go save the world that way. That's not what I'm cut out for. It needs people that other people say, oh, he's a normal guy. Oh, he's a normal gal. Oh, they're over here doing this. Hmm, maybe I want to be like that. Maybe that looks like fun because I'm tired of having the same dinner party on Netflix. I think it's just by leading, leading by example. Yeah. I think, I think that's what that is, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. So what are you up to uh, these days? I know I know you're retired at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, hey. I'm, <laughs> I know you're retired at this point. I'm retired on Bitcoin. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Compass Mining for helping me to keep that way. Got some rigs coming online starting in February. Oh, boss. So the passive income will be there. But right now, I'm reading a lot of books and I'm doing a lot of soul searching. And the weird part is, the big idea I'm recently struggling with, because my brain's not that big, so I'm going to share it with everybody. That yeah, yeah, go for it. I used to have a bunch of day jobs. And I think I had a protection mechanism that said, work is what you do, not who you are. I didn't go to work to self-actualize, right? Right. So my first job, I made water bottles. Millions and millions and millions of water bottles. Maybe not the best for the environment, but I told myself, they're important when there's a hurricane or they're important when the water's bad in Flint, Michigan. That's fine. Next job, I sold billions of pounds of mayonnaise and deep frying seed oils. Yep, look at me go. I am not making the world a better place. Then my next job, I made frozen taquitos. Okay, still not, not exactly bringing glory into the world. They're taquitos. So I think my idea that I used to have was go to work for work, not to self-actualize. Because when you meet most people, they say, what do you do? And that's a boring question. I would always answer that with, I send a lot of emails and I take a lot of phone calls, but it's not that interesting. What I'm excited about is my bicycling, my painting, my coffee roasting, all of the hobbies and interests and everything that I was living for that wasn't work because work was what I did, not who I was. Now to flip this idea around, people who go to work because work is who they are, this would be a teacher. If you teach kindergarten, work is also who you are. Same for a nurse, same for a doctor, same for a policeman, maybe same for a fireman. But the world's different now. Because once you get this everything over 21 million, maybe the doctors aren't keeping us healthy. So who they are is not what they do. Maybe the teachers are pushing a state-run curriculum that doesn't actually make you think for yourself. It just says, follow the lines, get in line, here's how to get into college. Maybe the policemen, oh man, maybe we had too many Rodney King incidents and nobody wants to be a policeman and we're trying to defund the police, right? Everything that was self-actualization in work wasn't. So in all of my reading and walking around and trying to think about this stuff nice and slow, because I'm blessed enough to have a reset, right? The world gets a great reset. Maybe we're fighting back against it. But if I get a reset, I have to be crazy intentional to go get it right. It would be a shame to come all this way and just, well, I just opted into something pretty boring. But if I have to have so much fun that other people can't ignore it, well, I'm going to have to pick really well. And so the idea that I've been struggling with is maybe I flip that on its head and I say, what if it is okay to go self-actualize at work? What if I go work for a Bitcoin company? 
Oh, but really, bro? Right. You're so thinking about it. That's what I'm thinking. You're gonna come out of retirement and play and, and play in Bitcoin? Why not? Wow. I didn't even know you were thinking about that. Yeah, it's a weird idea because if I would already do it for free, why wouldn't I go help and be part of a bigger team Dude, to lift something would, even bigger? That would be amazing, man. Right. Because like I can have this wild success story. Oh, it worked for me. We have an example of like, hey, hold a hard enough and like point, it'll work. You don't work. even need to work. Right. And that's the crazier part. If it's not about the money, what's it for? Saving the this, world. Right. And this is the fix the money, fix the world. Some people are focused on fixing the money. I'm not a developer. I can't figure that out. Right? Right. Well, what does the world need fixing? If I want to be around a bunch of cool people who see the world the same way I do, that are all lined up to go fix it, damn, you better pick a Bitcoin company. Because if I pick a taquito company, I'm going to get called into HR for being a white guy. That happens. Everything's like, if you get to peak, do you want to work with the social justice warriors? You don't want to work with people that say, hey, man, we don't get paid till it works. Maybe you got to go take a startup route. If you want to say, hey, man, I'll talk shop about Bitcoin and I can do it in a very elegant and eloquent way. Let's go whiteboard or sorry, let's white glove onboard some high net worth individuals and say, hey, man, every hundred million dollars you put in here, you're saving lives in any other country where there is massive debasement. So that's yeah. what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, that's that's wow. You just blew my mind. I didn't know you were thinking about coming out of retirement, bro. This is crazy. I mean, it sounds weird, but like wow, if you crazy. if you get to spend the perfect day. So my perfect day is float in a pool, eat a ribeye, drink a crazy <laughs> good glass of wine, right? That does sound like an amazing day. It's a perfect day in Southern California. Like, yesterday I was talking to you. I was like, what do you got planned today, man? You're like, I'm going to go lift some weights uh, and then I might come back later with you guys, have some wine. I was like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. That was my day. I read a book in between. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds amazing. But like, um, it doesn't work for more than a short period of time. You lack that bigger why. Right. So in the Victor Frankl true, what is man's search for meaning? If you don't have a why, you're just a wandering generality, man. You could do, oh, hey, I'm flaneuring over here. I'm chasing this over here. I'm just doing whatever, trying to get by. But the ribeyes and beautiful wine doesn't solve the why are you on the planet? So if we've got people fixing the money, maybe my job is to go fix the world. So step one, lead by example. Step two, go get involved in something bigger than you. Right. Maybe that's philanthropy. Maybe that's working with a Bitcoin company. Maybe that's just being me and bringing so much positivity and optimism, lifting other people up and giving crazy good compliments. You definitely, you definitely like lift me up. Man. Thanks. Every time I hang out with you, I'm just immediately boosted. Like right now, like, dude, like working in Bitcoin, I can tell you this for, for a fact, man, it does not feel like work. If anything, I don't have enough time in the day and I feel so bad because I haven't gotten a around to get back to the all the people that keep reaching out to me because i'm just like there's just not enough time in the day and i wish i could call them like at 10 o'clock at night but it's like not appropriate to call people at 10 o'clock at night so uh, the that's cool when i finally finished my stuff the and, cool part about having nothing to do is like you can help people with anything like right now i'm helping someone polish their resume i got an mba i've looked at a couple of these things like let me help you we'll spend some time doing that Hey, man, let me send some really good compliments to someone I know is having a hard time over here doing this or that. Cool. Let me just hold down a spot at a coffee shop and say, if you want to talk about Bitcoin, I'll be here. Yeah, dude, you're such an amazing, wonderful, nice face motherfucker, dude. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, man, the kindest way. No, it, it's great. <laughs> I'm, uh, but like, yeah, man, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations for getting there and wanting to actually get out there and 
helping Thanks. the world. I mean, you're already uh, like helping out anyway. So, but it's amazing that you want to well, go out and pursue that. Are the helping any, out is different. Com- is there any companies that you're looking at, or even like? Well, I, I have no idea yet. Okay. So I know that I've what got to even like look at like what part of the um, no idea where I fit in. Well, at least, you know, you want to go. There. Yeah. Hey, I want to be on the team. What okay, team? Cool. I don't know. Okay. Like clearly Bitcoin only. But what does my skill set map to? Like I am happy to clean toilets, right? Like it like work sometimes shows up dressed as overalls. Some people run away from that. I got to put on a suit and tie. I have to give a PowerPoint and a pitch deck. That's fine. The world needs that too. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle says this all the time. Like, uh, like the first time I met him, he was like, uh, "I was like, what do you do for work, Kyle?" He's like, "No, I'm just a Bitcoin bum." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, that's cool too." And then, like after that, he had told me the story that where he he was like went to Unchained or something. He was saying that he's willing to like mop their floors and like do whatever it took. And now he's like, it's now he's like Kyle, right? It's like, this type of idea with like show up with enough humility because like someone needs to clean the toilets, right? But at some point, they'll say, hey, you've got a little more potential on that. Like, let's see if we can't get someone else to clean the toilets. We've got a bigger and brighter plans for you. Right? I think so. I think, I think there's something to that. Definitely. And the world, the world needs all types, right? It needs leaders. It needs founders. It needs thinkers. It needs philosophers. It needs managers that care and want to feed and water their employees because the manager's job is to make sure that the people doing the work have the tools to go do it. And then they get taken care of that not only financially, but Hey, man, what do you want to learn? How can I help that? Who do you want to work on a project with? How do you want to solve this problem? Do you want more responsibility? Do you want less responsibility? You want a bigger team to collaborate with or you just want to be an individual contributor? The world needs everything. Yeah, and I've come to find out too is like you need to find like what are you best at when it comes to um, like your individual skill sets and then go out and do that in Bitcoin. Like I think that's the easiest way. Yeah. what, What are you absolutely best at? when it comes to your individual skill sets and then go find that job in Bitcoin. Right. And uh, yeah. and if you can't find it, you can also yeah. make it. Yeah, if you can't find it, then you can go make it. Um, but I, I find that to be the easiest way to get into Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Man, this has been a great talk, dude. I freaking love it. Uh, How's Austin <laughs> treating you besides um, since you moved here? Oh my gosh. So coming from Southern California with a bunch of laws, passports, and just general garbage, it is such a breath of fresh air. And so one of the things I'm doing is like, I'm trying to export other cool kids to come out here. So in the turn of phrase, go where you're treated best, the pandemic doesn't exist in Austin. See, why, I haven't- why So many people say that online though, that it does and all this other- It's the internet. Yeah. There's like half of them are bots and dogs and cats, right? They're, how do you yeah. know it's even a real person? But like what, what clicked it for me was uh, in California, I couldn't go to the gym. They were closed. So I worked out in my garage all pandemic. Very boring. When I Airbnb'd my way across uh, the state, I joined a gym. And just the simple act of going to a CrossFit box and picking up weights and getting super, super big servings of humble by ladies 10 years older than me, picking up more weights, doing more pull-ups, right? Let's you know, like, you didn't try hard enough, Matt. <laughs> but, like, going there and being around other people was super cool. But the moment it clicked in my head that it's different, uh, the CrossFit has a CrossFit Games. Now, maybe CrossFit's no longer the right word because I had some legal stuff with it. But like there was a competition held for the strongest people on the planet. So they had a strongman competition and then they had like a fitness competition after it. So my little brother and I, we went to a stadium 
5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people in the stadium, jacked to the gills. Everyone's super strong because this is their sport. This is their hobby. And then we cheered for people working out. And the best part was no masks. Nobody had a hassle about a vaccine. But what was the coolest part? We've all gone to a workout and gotten served a set of humility, right? I didn't run as fast as the other people. I couldn't lift as much as this and that. The stadium cheered for every single competitor, whether you were first across the finish line or last because you hit the struggle bus or you tried too hard at the start. And knowing that there was a stadium full of people willing to go out and cheer for other people just to work out, we were all on the same team. It wasn't the politics red versus blue or libertarian versus statist, right? It was the... We're here because we appreciate what the people do and we're all going to cheer and scream. But also, I'm never going to pick up a thousand pounds at a deadlift, but I'm happy to scream and yell and watch some guy do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. And so like that moment, you kind of said, oh, it's different because it was available, because it was so happy. And the people there, after not being allowed to gather in crowds, after not being able to see your friends, after being told don't let your family over unless they're vaxxed or have had a test, the ruined holidays, everything that couldn't happen, to just walk into a stadium in Round Rock with tens of thousands of people that are happy, optimistic, and also stunningly good looking, it's a pretty big eye opener. Yeah. Have you worked out with Kyle yet? No, I'm scared. His muscles are huge. <laughs> I know, I know Nate is, is, is working out with them and you should ask him to have worked out with them. So I haven't gone worked out with them yet. But that, that idea that if you try it before you buy it, you can come test it. Yeah, for sure. And the craziest part is you pop off the airplane and people take off their masks in the airport as they're walking out. What are they going to do? Send you home? Yeah, you're leaving the airport anyway, right? Right. In California, you got a virtue signal and put one mask on and put another mask on on top and it better be a slightly different color so people know that there's two and it better be slightly twisted 15 to 25 degrees to make sure that other people know, oh, you got a black one and a blue one. Oh, you got a white one and a blue one. Oh man, I care so much about your grandma that you haven't seen in five years. Come on, guys. Yeah, they, they, there's a couple places that will try that shit here where uh, you'll see, uh, like I forget what place I was, uh, here maybe about a month ago. Uh, and, uh, I walked in, uh, I was with somebody else and, uh, saw everybody wearing mask and I was like, okay, this is, it's not going to work for me. Guess what? I'm out. Yeah, this is dumb. And then, uh, I, I was waiting in line, literally get up to the plexiglass. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's like a little, like two foot square. our savior during this crazy <laughs> pandemic. It's like a two foot square. And then you're, you're in the plexiglass, you know, behind the plexiglass. And then like, uh, she's like, you, you can't order unless you have a mask on. Here's a mask right here. You can put it on, then you can order. I'm like, I'm like you're joking, right? And she's like, I'm like, we literally have been waiting in line without a mask for yeah. 10 minutes. She's like, yeah, you were supposed to have a mask when you walked in. I'm like, cool. So you're telling me I can't order a coffee without a mask. She's like, yes. I'm like, you have yourself a great day. Right. Walked out. Yeah, we vote with our dollars. We vote with our feet. And like, the rest of the world doesn't. Ridiculous, dude. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, you're not going to make it. So the crazy part is that is an option for us here in Austin. In L.A., local coffee shop. in L.A., there's no option. It. You can't even get inside the store. You got all the screaming Karens, all the people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. You're you're ostracized in such a way that there's a ton of people out there 
in their houses, in their homes, in their places of work that just don't fit. And there's no signal that gets them that says, hey, come where it's better. Because all they can see is it's getting worse. It's getting more restrictive. It's getting more illogical. That's yeah. the way California is falling apart. The seams right now. It's funny because like, I feel bad for those people. That's why I didn't argue with her or anything. I was just trying to say like, this is what happened. Right. And this is you turning me down and I'm walking out. Cause I'm just, I just, I find it ridiculous, okay. but I'm not going to argue with her. There's no point. It's, okay. it's not worth changing their minds. It's, it's not, not something they're going to do on the moment. It's not going to participate. Right? right. I'm going out. I'm going to go down the street. I'm going to go to a better coffee shop that doesn't require stupid masks well this this to is the on just to order a coffee this is the it's perfect reason theater, to bro. come to austin it's right like theater. walk away from the stuff that you know doesn't work come to a place where people want to think for themselves or at least don't have a problem if they want the vax they got it if they don't want it they didn't get it guess what it's old news nobody wants to talk about it here in austin because if you want to talk about it that's fantastic we've been doing this for what two years now we've said all that there is to say if you're on Team Vax or Unvax, it doesn't matter. The line in the sand is so drawn. Yo, yeah, yeah. you here can't get Austin, people away from the their line team. In the sand is so drawn here yeah. that you can you literally see people and you're just and I'm just like, I don't even want to have that conversation with them. And so it's very rare that you'll walk into a place like that, but when you do, it's like you just walk you're out. Not, you're not gonna make it. And you just walk out. Because I'm just like, you're you're still on this thing. Well, the easy way wow. to know a tourist in Austin is they're wearing a mask. They're not from here. Right. It's like, I would say nine out of 10 times, hey, man, you don't live here. Right. It, it's it's pretty ridiculous, man. I, I find it really ridiculous whenever I see it. I'm just like, it's it's just, it's, it's, it's almost heartbreaking at this point. Yeah. But the only solution that I can come to is we got to have so much fun that they can't ignore it. We got to have the biggest barbecues, the best pool parties, the most ridiculous <laughs> games of volleyball in the park. You have to have so much fun. They can't ignore it. Yeah, that's what I like about Austin, Austin Bitcoin Club, dude. Like we we do it at Capital Factory and we just do it so big and loud. And uh, people are just like, uh, like they just don't like it's almost like they're just like, you know, they just like scratch their head at yeah, us. They're repulsed because <laughs> no fun is not allowed. That is not part of the pandemic plan. <laughs> it's so funny. So the quality of individuals in Austin is mind blowingly good. So in Southern California, I couldn't make new friends besides the Bitcoin club, right? They were the only people leaving their houses, wow. right? So, Hey, I, I'm a social guy. I'd like to make more friends. And I came here with no network. Holy cow, you can meet people anywhere. And guess what? If you got free time like I do, you want to get a coffee when you're free. You want to get a glass of wine when you're free. You want to go run in the park in the morning? I hate running. I'll still show up to be like, hey, I'm looking for friends. Cool. Yeah, Austin's always been a friendly city. It's, it's probably the most friendly city in Texas, I would yeah. say. Well, it also comes with like the South hospitality. In California, who do you are, what do you do? If you're not higher on a social ranking than me, I don't want to interact. Everyone's trying to be a movie star. Everyone's trying to be an Instagram model. Everyone's trying to be famous for the sake of famous. Yeah. Here, hey man, people live here. Welcome to the family. Oh, hey neighbor, welcome to the community. Oh, hey, you're joining the gym? You didn't bring your chalk bag today? Have some of mine. That type of stuff doesn't exist where I'm from. That's not the mindset. It's so weird. Like like here, like there's like all the time, like um, just just anywhere I'm at, it doesn't matter where we're at. Like, um, that, like literally, I think it was the last Austin Bitcoin Club that we did. Uh, me and Kyle were loading up the beers that we get usually. And um, 
So some guy drove by. He's like, where's the party at, bro? We're like, yeah, it's, it's over here happening over here. And he's like, badass, I'll be there. You know, it's 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 one of those towns, but I think right. it's just like how it's just how Austin rolls, really. Right. And I, I don't know of another town like that in Texas, to be honest. Well, it it's also attracting the type of people, right? Now, I shopped around. I Airbnb'd my way through many different cities before I ended up here. The people were cool. The air and the water were better, so I came. Yeah. Right. But more and more people like us are coming here for this reason. Right. Like-minded people attract like-minded people. It's true. Like my neighborhood bar, like Casino, uh, not Casino Camino, but Casino South, South Side, like my neighborhood bar. Like I just moved in that area and um, just show up one day sitting at the bar. And then next thing you know, start talking to your neighborhood. You're now a local. Exactly. Because I moved to the South Side. And it's just like, that's how, that's how it rolls here in Austin. And like now when I go there... Hey, what's up, car? Hey, what's up, car? And that's just how it is. And that's that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. But so many places, it's, oh, I got to take a picture. Oh, I got to be more important. Oh, I got to show off. I got to flex. I got to get the hearts, the stars, the likes, the retweets, the whatever the dopamine is. A lot, dude. It's, that's one of the things about Miami. I'm just like, oh. There's, yeah. there's an amount of pomp and circumstance. And then there's an amount of clout chasing. Yeah. I don't need clout to be content. Right. Some people do. And that's fine. But like maybe they'll figure out in a long enough time horizon that they're chasing the wrong things. Yeah. And we know that we can be low time preference because we understand that. But trying to explain low time preference to somebody who got a thousand Instagram hearts last week that is chasing two thousand this week. And you ever talk to them when they're at two hundred on a Wednesday? They're having a bad week. Their butt's not big enough. Their lips aren't bright enough. Whatever they're missing. They don't have it. They have a hole and they can't figure out what that hole is from. I wanted to ask you about, man, you were saying some base shit the other day. I, f- I forget what it was, but you freaking blew my mind. It was, uh, I think it was about like, like Bitcoin and, uh. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. So if the world started as a mirror, so the fiat world is a mirror and you're looking at yourself, Right. And then when you finally understand Bitcoin, whatever makes it click, and there's a million reasons and the rabbit hole never ends, right? If you find someone who found the bottom, tell me, I'd love to chat with them, right? <laughs> but like maybe maybe the Bitcoin or the time preference or whatever we're going to call it is the squeegee that cleans the mirror. And so when you clean the mirror, you realize it's not even a mirror. It was a window. So when you look through that window, what do you see? Do you see rolling green hills and a bunch of grass-fed cows and a happy family hanging out in a picnic blanket homeschooling in your citadel? Do you see a company with a thousand people that are actively making the world a better place, donating to charities across the planet, making sure that the food company they work for is producing healthy food at a reasonable price? Do you see people doing humanitarian work? Do you see people writing articles like Alex Gladstein, opening people's eyes that, hey, this is saving lives in parts of the world that you've never visited? This is life or death to people being persecuted. This is funding missionaries in a part of the world where dollars can't make it, right? When you hit that squeegee and you stop looking at yourself and you stop playing that high time preference, is my hair perfectly parted? I got to call them over for those listening. Is my clothes exactly right? Is my shave close enough? No, no, no. These are high time preference fiat shit. When you're looking through the window instead of the mirror, that's what Bitcoin's doing. It's allowing you to say, what do I want to go do? And to bring it full circle, maybe 
if I can go self-actualize at work just a tad bit, it might be okay to put my horse on the cart that is Bitcoin. Because maybe if we're going to make a Bitcoin cathedral and I have till the year 2140 to go chase and help, maybe I start as a sculptor and I'm building drains and the squares that the cathedral starting to build on. But my kids turn into master carvers. Shout out Brecky von Bitcoin. Maybe their kids are so good at carving stone that they're making gargoyles. Maybe they get so good that we convince the architect to change the plans like La Sagrada Familia in Spain and put the pretty part on the outside of the church so that even if you don't go inside the building, you cannot stop but behold the beauty that we're going to make. Maybe that's what Bitcoin is doing for people. You're no longer looking in the mirror. You're looking far enough in the future to go make a damn difference on this planet. If we run. 